Hello and welcome to Sport Escape, a podcast made by Queen students for Queen students and all things sport on campus in the wider sports arena. My name is Tina Kelly and I'm very excited to be back for 2021. On today's show, I'm joined with Laura McCann and Mark McKellen as we discuss the last couple of weeks of sport that we have missed. We're going to discuss football, McGregor and how the Australian Open is shaping up to be. We're also going to discuss um, our hopes for sport in 2021 and the impact that COVID is still having on sport. All right, guys, let's get started. It's great to have you all back. Um, we have missed a lot of sport in the last couple of weeks um, since the Sporty Scoop uh, stopped for Christmas. But um, let's talk football. I mean, I feel like we've missed so much big football games over the last couple of weeks. So let's get straight into Irish League. Uh, tell me more what's been happening in Irish League. So we finally got back this weekend after the two-week break due to COVID. It was a self-imposed break, but finally, and ironically, it wasn't the COVID, it was the weather that put a lot of matches off this weekend. <laughs> Three of the six yeah. matches were off. Like, Lauren, I know, it was... There was no Clifton yeah. against Balmain. Eh? <laughs> I know. It seems every time with that fixture, it seems like a cursed <laughs> fixture. I swear every time we go to play Balmain, the weather just <laughs> does a thing. But it was, as you were saying, there was a break after another break because obviously Boxing Day fixtures didn't go ahead either. So we had like mm-hmm. the two-week suspension and then we were back for a week or so and then there was another two-week break. So the Irish League's been um, detrimentally impacted Um but we have had a lot of games, you know, since we were talking. Um, the league table, it's been hot enough to the race at the top. You know, this weekend's games obviously had a huge impact on that. You know, Lauren dropping points against Crusaders yeah. was re- really bad for them, considering Linfield went on to win 6-0. You know, they're really looking strong for the league. And Lauren have a couple of difficult games coming up. So to Linfield, you know, they have Cliftonville um, tomorrow night, which will be tough. There's a lot of Irish League games tomorrow night. So... It's looking good. It's a competitive title race and at the bottom as well. It's looking really competitive. You know, Carrick are really unfortunate. They've only played nine games and yeah. they've a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. Um, but they're in good place. You know, Dungannon and Portadown have also been struggling so far. Yeah. yeah. I think if if you go back to like, sorry, Mark, but like before um, Christmas even, um, literally the last show we recorded was the 7th. And then I think it was around the 11th of December was the big, you know, Lorne versus Linfield game, which, I mean, I thought at the time was going to be like, this is the game that's going to decide the league. And um, Lorne obviously won that game. A bit controversial at times, um, 3-1. Mm. But actually, I thought, you know, oh, you know, Lorne win this, they're going to run away with it. But actually, now post-Christmas, we're looking at, you know, it's actually a bit different. Linfield are now on top. And, you know, it's... It's it's as you say, Lauren. It's definitely very heated up there, and it's it's an an exciting race to to watch, indeed. Yeah, Lauren Crusaders was a good game, particularly it was on Sky, which was three three. I would have preferred if it had been different, but there was a lot of offsides <laughs> and handballs and everything. But I suppose that's what you get sometimes with the Irish League. <laughs> yeah, and they, and I mean, obviously, then as like we said again, like. Boxing Day games was obviously a huge thing um, to miss this this year. I mean, we, I mean, I'm pretty sure one of the last things we said in the show was like, oh, let's hope COVID's not going to affect 2021. But actually, here we are. <laughs> We've missed a lot of our <laughs> games, you know. You know, there's been some big Irish League games that we have seen and that's been great. But actually, there's been a lot of uh, games missed out. I mean, Boxing Day is just, it's a fixture that you never want to miss, is it? And um, unfortunately... Um, the way COVID has been, that's the way 
um, it had to go this year. Um, but yeah, and still not very many spectators, if not yeah. at all, are still yeah, not letting. It's really disappointing yeah. because, you know, Boxing Day for me is the fan pinnacle of the year. You know, it's Derby's all the time. Yeah, and of course. Then Cliftonville Crusaders did go ahead um, the first week in January, but it was the only derby to do so because all the rest were called off because of COVID cases. And I was lucky enough to go, um, but it was behind closed doors and it was mm. a great game. You know, if there were fans there, I think Cliftonville may have, might be biased, <laughs> but they might have held on for the win. <laughs> Conceding in the last minute was really disappointing for the draw, but as well as Lauren and the Lauren game on Saturday, you know, I don't know if fans were there, if that was going to be a 3H game but you know it's it's really disappointing fans can't go but at least the football is still good and you know cru- talking of Crusaders they're really getting themselves up there you know they're not really particularly playing well but how they come back and get two goals against um in, in the last couple of minutes against Cliftonville and then against Lorne you know really that might put them well placed just fighting points from grasping it from defeat you know mm-hmm. they're not playing great but they're still getting the points on yeah. the board are, are you yeah, saying Lauren that um, spectators is the reason that Cliftonville isn't doing too well this season <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I'm not <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know we've just been told you know 2021 hasn't started great Joe Gormley's out now for it might be the rest of the season uh, broke his elbow so playing without a main striker it's going to be really difficult for us but you know we're in a race to get top six at the moment never mind trying to push on the Europa League or Champions League but because you know um, Glenn Thorne have a number of games in hand and they've obviously turned their season around um, in their recent games and they're really coming on strong cold rain have started to win games again so it is that top six is really competitive and flip it around the other side mm. at the bottom it's really competitive as well so mm. it is a good league this season but mm. it's such a yeah. shame that no fans are able to go yeah. I think yeah definitely like a great see there like football has been in the Irish League it's been very exciting this year it's been particularly exciting I mean football around I think but it's just unfortunate that it you know it's such a good season and actually fans can't get in and enjoy it it's um it is tough and I mean COVID now has affected obviously a lot of games and now the Irish League has um, finally brought testing in for players and stuff. And I think yeah. I think that was definitely the right move and probably one that should have been in a lot a lot earlier. I mean, it, I mean it's definitely the right move to protect players and um, ensure that, you know, there's not COVID outbreaks that can be blamed on on clubs or or the Irish League in general. So hopefully, you know. We're going in the right direction, I think. Hopefully, you know, with testing and um, and the vaccine, you know, maybe we could see more spectators. Maybe at the end of the league, maybe maybe Cliftonville will have a, a jump up the league, you know, then. We've <laughs> <laughs> like vaccination station at the ground. <laughs> Get your vaccine going to the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, hopefully, because as you said before that, there was a number of COVID outbreaks to clubs and obviously, you know, players, they're semi-professional, they have other jobs outside of yeah. football and it's difficult coming in. Obviously, they don't feel safe mixing, but bringing the testing in is obviously a great step and it's hopefully going to help the league, you know, to finish the season because the number of games, obviously the weather this week as well is impacted on that, you know, the number mm-hmm. of games some teams have in hand on each other and Carrick have been the most unfortunate I've said they have four games to play and you're just wondering how they're fitting them all in you know we're already trying mm. to fit in midweek games and the Irish Cup hasn't even been factored in yet it hasn't started so it's going yeah. to be really difficult to see it getting completed but I really hope 
they can go the whole way. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right in that. I mean, the Irish Cup, as you say, has, has not been, it was suspended again. And it's very hard to see how it will go forward, but hopefully, hopefully it will. But yeah, definitely, hopefully games can get played. And I mean, might mean a bit of an extended season. I don't really know how that's going to look, but it's it must be definitely tough for players at the minute, you know, between COVID testing and, you know, a few games a week, et cetera. You know, it's 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 a tough league. Um but yeah, I mean, a lot's been happening in the Irish League and moving on over the water. I mean, let's talk Premier League. I mean, you know, we're talking top six in the Irish League's exciting. I mean, definitely, you know, top <laughs> top five or six in the Premier League's been getting exciting. Um, definitely for me as a United fan, uh, first time <laughs> in a long time. Um, <laughs> I've been actually excited that we we might be up for winning the league. Um, I mean... Lauren, what's what's your feelings on how Liverpool's been for, performing in the last couple of weeks? You were yeah. coming for me there. I think, yeah. we've just, I think we've just run out of steam. You know, the I don't want to blame it all on the centre back, but it has had a big impact on us not signing one um so far and not having the replacement brought in for Lovren. You know, having nobody could have foreseen both Van Dijk and Gomez going, but you know when you have the tape, who's throughout his Liverpool career hasn't really been fit and I think we've really struggled with having Fabinho and Henderson at centre-back for most of the season you know mm-hmm. Henderson's normally the one progressing play and he's had to sit deeper because Fabinho's been in centre-back the whole time you know I think if we had them two in the middle it, it would just free up so much more you know if you move Fabinho forward then you can have Thiago further forward and that can help the forward players but um it's just I think it's a bad run of form at the minute. I know on Twitter people like to overreact a bit and some of the reactions I've seen are very extreme. But I do think our February fixtures are extremely tough. And I think if we don't sign a centre back in the next few days, which doesn't seem likely, um, mm. we're really gonna struggle. So after the FA Cup exit as well, I think main focus has to be on top four in Champions League. I'm really worried. I just hope United don't want to but United. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you just never know with this league how it's going to go because, um, like, United were sitting, like, 15th or something in November. You know, like, it's crazy how they've turned that around. And definitely, like, you know, as much as I'm like, yeah, you know, United's going to win, it's it's not an easy – it's not going to be an easy victory if we do get yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there, there's definitely, you know, Liverpool, United, City are up there, even Leicester, and – Spurs are not even to be ruled out either. I mean, it's so tight, yeah. you know, the top five, you know, it's just points in it. You know, it's not, there's yeah. not, it just seems know, big gaps. Every, yeah, it seems every time a few teams put a stringer wins together, you know, they're right up there at the top. And if you lose a few games, you're way behind. Yeah. But I really, at the moment, I really fancy City. Leicester looking good, but I've had close title challenges with Brent Rogers before. The well, <laughs> and their, their inability to defend set pieces is a bit a bit of a worry yeah. for them but Man City you know they've a game in hand and they might not be scoring as many goals but they're de- they're not conceding them anymore you know Diaz and Stones at the mm-hmm. back have been really good so my favourites are City at the moment I don't really I think yeah. win their game in hand and I don't really see them looking back yeah, even if Esther don't win they'll show a lot of character anyway that'll get them over <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but even I mean, like I was going to ask like even down to like Aston Villa they're kind of like they're yeah, they've got like two games in hand. I think if they win those, they can almost go above Liverpool. I'm not sure. I think maybe so. Like they've been a real. They were yeah. like 17th last season, so that's a real 
of turn of form. It's a real, yeah, it's crazy how the thing, you know, you're sitting eighth place and, you know, won two more <laughs> games and you could <laughs> just shoot up the league at the minute. Like, it's just, it's just crazy how tight it is. And, like, I just, as a United fan, I have never been so excited about watching the league. And as as you say, though, Lauren, I mean, City are a bit scary, though. I mean, they're pretty good at the minute. Um, they haven't dropped a point yet um, as of the new year. So, um, yeah, they're they're looking pretty good. I think there's a lot of you know tight matches that can come up um, that are coming up. I think the FA Cup game though at the weekend was a great victory for United. <laughs> I mean, oh, what an absolute win last night! That I was watching it. Um, you know, one 0 down, the one all, two one up, three two win. Flip me, it was brilliant. Thanks Fernandez for free kick. You know, you have to give yeah. something. You just oh, call it. You just you can see it going in before he hits it. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I mean, I remember like saying it, and I was like, "Oh, I just don't know if he can do it." You know, at the edge of the box, it was looking tight, and oh, I screamed! I did scream whenever it went <laughs> in, like it was great. But um, I was listening. Being cynical, I have to say the wall for that goal, and even the fire. <laughs> I'd, I'd argue it wasn't a fire in the build-up, but that game just kind of. It just underlined the game that we need a centre back so badly. We can't yeah. rely on a nineteen year old to play <laughs> the fin season. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I know. Um but yeah, I think I think it's it was definitely a big game for United in terms of that. I mean, I think United needed to, you know, show some dominance in against Liverpool because obviously the previous game, you know, in the Premier League was just nil nil and although it was, you know, a point for United, um, it would have been nice to get the victory. So it was it was good to be Liverpool for the first time in a while, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I mean the league, the league's been pretty, been pretty exciting. But I mean there is some, um, you know, big things happening as well. I mean we just heard there before we started recording that um, Lampard's been sacked. I mean Chelsea have had a very bad run of form recently, um, so I just don't really know, you know, how they're going to go forward. I mean I think they have won two games in the last eight. Um, they're sitting ninth, but I mean, again, as we've said there, you know, maybe if they just get a good run of four, maybe they could, you know, go up the league. But I mean, I don't know who would be replacing Lampard at this stage. It always seems with Chelsea, you know, there's always inconsistency with managers, you know, short managers all the time, you yeah. know, um, and it must be frustrating as a Chelsea player, you know, playing under loads of different managements. Um yeah. I just don't know how it's going to look for them yeah. going forward. I think the writing was kind of on the wall for a while for Lampard, you know. Yeah. He just, he's, he was get the first year you kind of give him a, a bypass, you know. He didn't, but they had a transfer embargo, you know. We just inherited the squad, it wasn't his. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, in the summer, spent over 200 million, but yet he can't find a settled yeah. formation. He can't fit in Havertz mm. and Werner, play them in their proper positions, you know, where you're going to get the best out of him. I think he was always doomed, you know, and the run of form recently has just been poor. And you don't really, when you're watching Chelsea, you don't really know what they're about. You can't yeah. really, you don't really have a sad and play. And, you know, if they're getting beady, he just brings on all his attacking players and there just is no formation anymore. You're just yeah. left wondering what happens. But I think yeah. rumours at the minute are Tuchel coming in. Um, mm, and obviously yeah. he's a German speaker, a German manager. Might be able to get the best out of him, but I've never been impressed personally yeah. by Tuchel and management. But you know, as you were saying about games, Chelsea are below Villa, and Villa have the two games in hand, and Southampton have a game in hand on them. So you know, it could get worse before it gets better for them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Right. Timo Werner, like he's not much like he missed a 
penalty against Luton Town. He still missed that, so he can't get anything going for him. I know it's just it's not going for him at the moment. <laughs> but I don't think he's a left winger. That's no. <laughs> I think that's pretty obvious so far. But you know, who knows? Maybe a German manager might be able to get the best out of him. Yeah, who knows? It's definitely not looking good for Chelsea. But um, yeah, I think I think that's a lot on the the Premier League. I mean, there is a few injuries though that might affect some of the teams. I mean. We're talking about City there. De Bruyne is now out for, um, could be up to six weeks, um, which, you know, De Bruyne is some player. I mean, he's just so nice to watch, but um, that might affect the squad. But then again, it's City. They missing, just have... missing the Liverpool match, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and... um, but yeah, I mean, but City again, you know, they always have depth in squad, which is, you know, it's it's always tough to play against. Um, but Bruno will definitely be a big miss from that squad. Um, it's also part of the 40. May also be miss- missing a few games for Leicester, which may affect their form um, as well. So, um, but as you say, yeah, like definitely it's just, it's just a, it's a league where you can't lose, you know, you have to keep winning. Um, hopefully um, we'll see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. It's been exciting. Um, but yeah, if we just move, how about, we just move a little bit up north from uh, Premier League. Um, <laughs> the Scottish League, I mean, I don't think we've discussed much of the Scottish League um, this year at all in the Sporty Scoop, but um, it's been actually interesting because, I mean, it's the first time in a long time Celtic might, well, probably won't win the league. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's, it's shaping up to be uh, possibly, well, probably a Rangers victory up there, which is, which is quite interesting, a change of tide up, up in Scotland. Yeah, I've been following a bit more closely this year, as you say, because it seems actually like there's a challenge on. Stephen Gerrard Stephen mm. is doing quite a good job. He's got a good side with like, Stephen Davis and Alfredo yeah. Morales. They play, and Tavern knew the right-backs, like the top scorers. So they play quite exciting football and they're still unbeaten in the league. So I don't think they're going to be, be stopped this year. Mm. Yeah, I think... The four three three, it's kind of um reminiscent of Liverpool. You know the attacking fullbacks bomb and all. I definitely think um Gerrard's been quite inspired by Klopp, but yeah, Rangers have just been all conquering so far, and you don't really see that stopping. You know they're so determined to ensure Celtic don't win the ten in a row that it just yeah. it's really spurred them on this season. But you know Celtic have just been awful so far. You know. I don't really know how Neil Lennon's still in the job. You know, he yeah. said, yeah, he yeah. did say at the start of the season, if results weren't going the team's way, you know, we would just leave. But, you know, here he is still here <laughs> after, despite the fact they're, what, 21 points behind. So, you know, it, isn't that crazy? 21 points behind. <laughs> like, I know in January, you know, Rangers could have it wrapped up pretty soon the way Celtic's form's going as well and you know mm. the whole Dubai gate it just hasn't really left it's if Lennon leaves now you know he's kind of tempted reputation um after all his good work but yeah I don't see Celtic clawing it back and I think they'll just have to start preparing for next year <laughs> yeah um definitely I can't see them clawing it back either I mean it would be an incredible comeback if they did but it's it's definitely not likely but I mean yeah the Scottish League is finally seeing a wee bit of change at the top I mean Celtic have been so dominant there for so long um and Rangers are finally back up um so you know it'll be interesting there I mean obviously this year I think it looks like Rangers are going to win but you know next year you know it's, it could be exciting, you know, with, you know, Celtic will definitely want to take back the title and stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely exciting. Um, 
I think one of my great football dreams is that some another a team other than Celtic Rangers wins the league. I don't think that I think it hasn't happened since the year. That's even further Which is unbelievable. <laughs> for a comp, isn't it? <laughs> but like that's the dream for like I don't know, probably two decades. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's us caught up on football. I mean, that was a lot to catch up on. There were a lot of big matches, a lot of uh, stuff happening. Um. So let's talk about um some other sport that's been happening. Um. McGregor is sort of coming back, making a comeback, is he? Um, what's happening there? Well, he obviously um, lost the other night. You know, I don't know how long now his comeback will last. That didn't, yeah. really go to, didn't really go to plan, you know. It was his first fight since January last year. And apparently, you know, he announced his retirement in June um, for the third time. You know, you just wondered, well, that was him done then. But here he comes, he's back again. Um, and he had, you know, a proper rigorous uh, training camp when I was reading on the BBC, you know, in Portugal. And then whenever um, lockdown in Ireland hit, he moved it to Dubai. Um, so it seemed he was in really good shape ahead of this fight. And, you know, um, he beat uh, prior last time they met in 2014 and he really believed he was going to do it in the first round but you know he did dominate the first round but then when it came into the second you know Pereira's kicks he was just too good for him and he knocked him out in the second round yeah. I think it's a big dent to McGregor you know I don't know how he can go fishing another big fight after being yeah. put down by him <laughs> Yeah, because he was talking about trying to fight Khabib and like that's just not that I'm a UFC expert but I know that Khabib's beaten before and he's and I don't think that after like it's like losing trying to challenge a higher opponent when you've lost to a lower one it's not really the way you go about yeah and Khabib's beat Pereira as well so you know you just kind of wonder if McGregor couldn't beat him how could he go on and beat Khabib again you know I admire his self-confidence but Mm. I just don't see him coming back and beating him yeah I think the McGregor year not, not that he's done but I feel like it's not those days when he was beating like Aldo and there was quick victories, I don't think we're going to be seeing the light of that again, perhaps to the mm. same. He's getting older now, I bet he's 32, but maybe the whiskey, yeah. the whiskey will keep him going, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've heard about McGregor, to be honest. I mean, again, I'm not a big UFC expert either, but I mean, I remember an era where McGregor used to be in the news quite a lot because he was, you know, he was just on form and he was winning and he was winning, but yeah, he's just, um, it's, I mean, maybe yeah. This is the end of his career. Um, who knows? Um, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting watching there. Um, but then moving on the other hand, um, wait, going down under. Um, Australian Open has um, well, it's not kicked off yet, but there's the build up um coming up. Um, it's supposed to be starting in February um on the eighth. Um, I think a big thing to talk about is Andy Murray. Unfortunately, has has not been able to play um, because he tested positive. So with the whole Australian Open, now they've taken it very straight, seriously. As you guys probably know, Australia is one of the best countries at the minute for how they've dealt with COVID. But um, the Australian Open, uh, for players to participate, they had to test negative before getting on um, the chartered flights that the tournament organisers. Um, the flights were also like, really socially distant so there wasn't a lot of people on them as well um and then whenever they arrived they had to go into a 14-day quarantine now Andy Murray he unfortunately tested positive before getting on the flight um and was also asymptomatic so I think I think it's going to be a big um I think he's definitely going to be disappointed I mean Andy Murray's getting on in his career as well um he's obviously had a lot of injuries 
in the last couple of years. I think it's going to be tough for him if he's ever trying to think about doing another Australian Open next year, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the thing about the Australian Open and how it's gone, I mean, despite all these restrictions around the tournament, um, there still has, you know, people, some people test positive on arrival. And I think the thing about the Australian Open is, you know, what scares me is if we're still having positive cases with all these big restrictions in an international tournament, I mean, what's it going to look like for, you know, all the tournaments coming up in 2021 yeah. as well, you know? Yeah, definitely, you know. Yeah, yeah considering the situation everyone else is in at the minute, you know, all them flying to Australia. And then you do just wonder for the Olympics and for the Euros, especially bringing it back to football, you know, considering the amount of positive tests even the Premier League had recently, it was a bit scary for a while. So yeah. it is kind of sad. It's, I'm glad that, um, you know, the Australian Open is, for now anyway, still meant to go ahead, you know, one of the biggest mm-hmm. tournaments and the measures they put in place, you know, it is great to still be able to have it, but how it'll work, who knows, mm-hmm. by the time February comes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think... It's, it's definitely great that it's still going ahead and it wasn't cancelled. Um, and I think, you know, if it, if it does go well, I mean, there has been, unfortunately, a few positive cases and a few blips and stuff. But it, hopefully, you know, it might look good for, like, Wimbledon coming up. Um, you know, hopefully that, that's looking good. Um, so, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you think tennis should be a sport where the, the game itself can be socially distant? It's, it's all that goes with yeah. it right <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course I mean it's it's a lot easier decision tennis court than um, that on a football pitch for sure um but yeah I think that's us definitely caught up on all of the sport for from the last couple of weeks so I think um yeah we should uh, leave all the the sport from last week's talk um here and um we'll definitely chat more next week on how um this week's pictures etc are gonna look Okay, well, we've talked a lot about sport in the last couple of weeks. So let's talk about sport for this year. I mean, we all have a lot of hopes, I'm sure, for sport um, coming up. Um, 2021, although it's not looking great so far, I mean, COVID has still affected um, us. But what are your guys' hopes for 2021? What do you guys want to see in sport? Um Go for it. Tell me, tell me about I mean, Lauren's gonna come on and tell me that she wants Liverpool to win the league here, but uh, <laughs> so. uh I'm gonna go in terms of COVID. Well, one of my hopes first is that we get more fans and back as a well, maybe not as for an event, but going forward, hopefully with the vaccine that could happen. Things like the Euros and the Olympics, because even if they go ahead, you want them to go ahead with fans at them. Mm-hmm. But I also hope the Euro I hope the Euros, I hope. I, I sort of think even maybe a one country Euros would be more appropriate, whether it's held in Russia or something, I think, rather than all of our 13 countries, I don't think that's feasible anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think I definitely agree on that. I mean, I definitely want to see the Euros go ahead, but I think it's I think there's definitely going to have to be a bit of a reorganising of the Euros um, and how it's going to be planned, because um, it's definitely not feasible at all. <laughs> having um, As a, a person with... Year. Yeah, as a person with tickets for a group game in, in Dublin, <laughs> I'm really, really hoping the Euros goes ahead with fans and that I'm one of the lucky ones that is picked to go. Yeah. But as you said, you know, UEFA are still talking about having a 12-city 
Euros but I just don't see how it could go ahead mm-hmm. um, yeah. at this moment as we've said it's really sad but you know I really do hope even obviously it'd be great if there were fans and that's what the Euros is about you know bringing everybody together but I still would just love after being starved of the tournament now mm-hmm. for so long I just love the Euros <laughs> to go ahead even if it's behind closed doors mm-hmm. yeah I mean Euros is always a great tournament as well like it's just one of them things that just makes summer so great you know is having a, a good football tournament to follow along with but yeah it's just it's just sort of how it will go and the thing is you know if if it is if it doesn't go ahead then does that mean it's just cancelled completely because you know 2022 then we're looking at you know world cup year so um it's 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 i suppose it has to go ahead or it it won't go ahead at all um but yeah i know because you feel for nations like scotland and their players you know haven't been in so many years and yeah they're getting the chance to do the euros and what if it doesn't go ahead you know those players will never get the chance mm-hmm. again and might yeah. not get the chance in four years time so yeah. I think they're going to have to find a way to play it but whether it'll be with people or is another thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah all the events that seem far down the road like are all getting close enough if you know what I mean like the June and July is only like five or six months away so yeah. yeah and definitely I mean as well like talking about like the Irish League earlier about how you know the season and how it's looking and there's a lot of games in hand you know how will it look with um you know I don't know how other look or how other leagues are looking around Europe but you know if they're in a similar situation you know leagues will need to finish up on time for the Euros to happen mm-hmm. for players to to go back and play for their country so yeah it's it's going to be a difficult one I do think to plan and organize and get going ahead but I still think it can go ahead you know I still mm-hmm. I still want to go ahead and I think that's definitely one of all our hopes to see is the Euros go ahead and then of course. We mentioned the Olympics. I mean, that's definitely one of my hopes is to see um, an all Olympic year. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another but, logistical nightmare. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole different <laughs> proposition to Euros. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah, definitely because I mean, you have um, athletes traveling from not all over a continent, but all <laughs> over um, the world, um, all the way to Japan, but. I think as it gets closer to the Olympics, I mean, I could still see it going ahead, but I think it's looking more likely that that will be an event that might have to be behind closed doors. I mean, mm. it just seems like crazy to think about how, you know, you have all these events and all these athletes coming and then spectators. So um, I just think it's an insane ask to, yeah. you know, it just seems, not, it doesn't seem feasible at all. But um, yeah. there was a rumor yeah. going around. I think it was last week that it was cancelled, but I think that was a bit unfounded. And the IOC have come out and said that they have no plans to cancel it at the minute. Mm. I think it must be, you know, for the Tokyo organisers, I mean, it must be frustrating for them, for definite, you know, and, you know, Tokyo in general, I'm sure this event was going to be an event that would have, you know, brought up the morale of Japan and, you know, brought a lot of tourism into the country and whatever. But unfortunately... COVID is not going to look great for them. Um, but yeah, so obviously we want to see big events going ahead. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of big tournaments as well. I mean, for me, I don't stop talking about rugby on the show. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think definitely my next hope is to see uh, an improvement in the Irish squad for the Six Nations starting in February. Um, I think the Autumn Nations, as I said before, you know, it was interesting, um, but it wasn't the Irish team that I that I like to see. So um, hopefully, you know, 
Irish rugby can get itself together and we can do something new. I mean, there's definitely um, Farrell, the coaches, announced the the squad and there's two new uncapped players um, called Craig Casey and Tom O'Toole. And Tom O'Toole is also an Ulster man, so um, that could be quite exciting for, for them if they get their first cap. Um, but also, like, some players got their debut back in the Autumn Nations Cup and uh, I think James Lowe looks like a really exciting player and Hugo Keenan. I mean, I could not stop raving about him last year. I <laughs> thought he was I thought he was brilliant. I really did think he was brilliant. Um but unfortunately though, Stockdale has been rolled out due to injury, it's looking like. So um yeah, but I, I think yeah, I think the Six Nations I mean Six Nations is always the brilliant tournament, yeah. but I think um for for me, I want to see Ireland get back on top for definite. You know, um, is, I'm sure is, is, it start, is it due to start in the next few weeks or next week? Is it? No. Yeah, it starts the sixth of February. So yeah. um, I saw the first ad on the TV yeah, last night, and well. I, I, I got I got really excited. You know, um, <laughs> so um, it's definitely definitely a great tournament. I think um, it'll definitely get us through um, lockdown. I think anyway until March, um, mm. and definitely. Um, a lot of conversation on here about it too but um, yeah I think I think rugby um, I'm, I'm glad that rugby is one of the sports that can still go ahead I mean yeah. out of all the sports it's one of the most close contact but um, yeah hopefully we can see an Irish ball and hopefully we can see you know an Irish win in the Six Nations <laughs> yeah. who knows who knows and the, the, ma- the Masters are coming up soon for Rory McIlroy maybe he came third there the weekend in Dubai so he's mm-hmm. showing a bit of form. He's always in and out these days, oh. but maybe you know, like it's such a golf, such a crowded field. Like it's almost impossible to win all the time because there's so many mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. Fall anyway. mm-hmm. yeah. I'm really um, looking forward to Northern Ireland's historic playoff. The women's team, you know, it's going to be such a great game. You know, the whole whole country will get behind them for that one, and I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see. You know, hopefully the win and imagine Northern Ireland women at the Euros. It's not something you'd think you'd say, um, and I'm really excited for hopefully just football grassroots football here to come back. You know, I can't wait to start playing again, and I really can't wait for the start of the dance the women's dance bank Premiership as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not meant to be later till later in the year and who even knows what it'll look like if what lockdown what the situation will be but as it was classified as elite last year I really hope it goes ahead and I just hope grassroots comes back and just all levels of sport because I think everybody at Queen's is just missing mm. their mm. sports mm. yeah I think I can definitely agree with you there Lauren and I think uh, that's probably what I would one of the things for for the show as well is I just love to see Queen's teams back in action and more sport happening across um because again there's just nothing happening again which is frustrating um but yeah i i can't wait to see sport back for us because i think we are lucky that we get to still see elite sport and stuff but i think it's different when you get to play every week as well you know um so definitely definitely something i'm hoping for covid just go away please (laughs) um march march hopefully things will ease up maybe but um yeah, it could be and possibly, you know, like a, a summer return of sport again. And, you know, these couple of months are just a bit dry and nothing much happening, you know. Um, need, the, need the return of don't scoop all your eggs in one basket. Like, that's when you <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> do you know, I actually did write that down as well. Like, you know, um, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, 
my one hope for 2021 is just for you know the show I mean I, I can't wait to get more guests in I can't wait to get more um clubs in because I think you know the, the game has been so good so far and um, we've got four teams up there I think it could get as competitive as the Premier League you know um, <laughs> <laughs> so um I definitely think um it, it could be great I think I think it's it's going to be good fun and I think we've we're going to have a lot to um, chat about looking into the 2021 summer um, if big events can get going ahead and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's basically all my hopes for 2021. Um, And yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good year um, if COVID starts to go away. And I think we do have hope that there's a vaccine now. So hopefully that means, you know, sport gets played and stuff. Uh, well, anyway, let's wrap up today's show. Um, thanks very much, Mark and Lauren, for coming on again. Um, it's always so good to chat about sport. I love chatting about sport. Um, and I love looking ahead to what the show's going to look like for the next couple of months. Um, thank you to our listeners. Um, Happy New Year. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. And we'll hopefully see you next week.